Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to take a spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an on the option? No. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. And, you know, we might have some new listeners tuning in. I know. I'm kind of gagged. Well, last week we revealed that we're going to just be having just the two of us talking. A true reveal. <laughs> just like some good old Connor and Dylan conversations, which is actually what inspired us to start the podcast in the first place, is our friends would often observe us talking and they would be like you guys are so funny you should have a tv show yeah well because podcasts weren't real until mm-hmm. and i remember being like well there was already zach and cody <laughs> yeah we and there was already mary tia kate. and tamara mary kate and ashley we hate it we wanted to be them i think in a way i think we used to be like there's a gap in the market mm-hmm. for twins mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I hate, hate this and maybe, maybe we're filling it now <gasps> oh no, there's other yeah, things well, out there. A gag in a way, which is funny. As we were saying our intro today, I was like, we say a podcast about theater or whatever we say, like a podcast that covers theater. I forget. Mm-hmm. I say it every week, but literally don't know. And I was like, technically we are a theater podcast, right? We are. As Broadway Worlds. Oh, oh get that cover, Put Tiffany. us on a list of 10 theater podcasts. 10 more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the second season of the, of the list yeah. of podcasts, but we were like shocked by that well on if you click the link we were the first podcast that was on it i know which was incredible and there were like other podcasts on there that are hosted by tony nominees yeah like like the fabulous invalid actual people on there like roy o'malley so i was like gagged fully gagged but i was thinking about it and we we started this and we were like i I always wanted it to be more not more than theater but to be essentially a pop culture podcast that's mostly about theater and I was thinking about categories in general category is yes I guess we are categorized under theater but then I listen to some podcasts that are like comedy podcasts Mm -hmm. that are not comedic it's like it's a comedic actress's podcast like Anna Ferris for example that's what I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. I'm like that podcast has funny moments but it's not I don't know. What does comedy podcast even mean? Like, I joke, think joke, there joke, are joke, joke. there are some podcasts where people who are stand ups are doing like testing material and routines. Yeah, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. I look for conversations and people who are, you know, debating things in the world. And I don't know. I guess I want to. I'm curious to know what our listeners, what else they listen to. I know because I know that like we listen to dozens of podcasts. Oh, so many. When people say they don't listen to podcasts, I'm like. So you're alone with your thoughts. And I think that's terrifying. It's toxic. I mean, I, I, don't have, do it. I have my phone with a podcast going at all times. I know you do. I'll literally like get up to go like refill my water in the kitchen. And I'll come back in and you're listening to something. I'm like, what is the tea? Okay, wait, we're like, I just, I think, you know, back in college, we took something called Strengths Quest or Strengths Finder. Mm-hmm. I never actually knew the true name. Something along those lines. And one of my top five strengths was something called Input which means you crave like information and you want to keep learning and everything. And I think that, and I also have Maximizer. Oh, so I want to maximize my time by taking in as much information as I can. Love it. Yeah. But let's, let's just go into our first segment that we, we usually ask our guests. Are you well, Connor? Am I well? I actually put together something fun for this, for this week. I was thinking like being well in the time of coronavirus. Is quite a question. Well, in the time of coronavirus. Well, in the time of coronavirus, I was thinking like podcasting in the time of Corona. Mm. What does it mean? It is a live 
boots to the ground, you know, in the trenches, you know, citizen journalism in a way of a yeah. time capsule of the no, time. Absolutely. But anyway, I was like, what would be something that's fun that we can do? And I decided we could, let's do like a little wellness checkup. On air. On air, wellness check. I and need we'll, to let everyone know that I had no idea this was happening. So he can't take credit if this is like really stupid. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Corona Diaries, chapter two. Chapter two. Wellness check. Have you, okay, first question. Have you lost track of what day it is yet? Sometimes I do. Okay. What day is it now? It's we we were recording these on Tuesdays. Okay. But I always know it's Wednesday because that's launch day, and I always know when it's Friday because that's drag race night. So those are two indicators. Two indicators. But as it's far very as, it's very little fires everywhere. It's like we have sex on Wednesdays and Saturdays. That's Reese Witherspoon's story. That's their thing, yeah. That's what like the you? whole that's have like you? the whole thing about her. Do you and her keep husband. track of the days? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I'm still it's easier for you. I'm you're still working. Monday to Friday, yeah. Okay. A concept still what? working. <laughs> <laughs> what privilege? What privilege? Um, question two: Have you watched an influencer teach a workout class? I have watched you <laughs> watch an influencer teach a workout class. An unwell concept. No, I think it's great. I mean, if it, as far as an influencer, if it's an influencer, like not a not a fitness instructor, it's like literally yeah. like Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. Okay, guilty. I don't know. He's he's like an athletic. He's an athlete. Well, what's the difference Ish. between them just showing you their workout or teaching a workout class? Because I feel like that's kind of how they pose it. Wait, I saw drama on, on someone's story. They were like, influencers who are stealing fitness instructors' workouts and then post them on their own. You're like taking our, you know, whatever. I was like, oh my God. I was like, welcome to, like, that is horrible, but also like, welcome to social media. Right. Everyone steals everyone's jokes. Where are the jokes? <laughs> it's all just unoriginal yeah, ideas. But nothing's anyway, original. That is wrongful. I will say I'm unwell because I... Watch influencers do. Who? Well, like Tyler Cameron. Every yeah. day at two, girl. So that's where you go. Oh! <laughs> well, also, Hannah Brown and him were corny. We'll talk about that later. Are they still? I don't think anymore, but a choice. It's funny. In the first wave of the of this like quarantine time or the social isolation that was happening, you saw a lot of people who were together, and then after a two-week mark, now they're off. I know. I like, know I've noticed too. some former guests oh! of the podcast are like... <laughs> They were in one place and now they're in another. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, though. I know. Okay. Stay safe. So, question number three in terms of wellness. Have you binge watched a show mm. when you, on the record, told me you were done binge watching TV shows? Dylan. I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> I, I have. Not by myself. Oh. My mom and I have been binge watching different true crime documentary series. Okay. And different like individual shows. So like we watched Capturing the Freedmans, which is horrifying and I don't recommend it to anyone. We watched The Woman Who Wasn't There about someone who claims she was in one of the towers on 9-11. Wait, you told me about a that. A stranger that than fiction story. And it has, twi- I mean, the thing Could about it be these a Broadway documentaries, play? no, no, not want her story told. <laughs> and like most documentaries are like 90 minutes. This one was only like, f- like 60, 50 to 60. And I was like, this is all the time this woman needs. It's weird. Um, and then we're watching the staircase, which as you okay. <laughs> it's summer twenty eighteen all uh-huh. over again. Which it's it's pretty interesting. There's lots of twists and turns, but again, it's like a thirteen episode thing. And yes, I do have all the time in the world in in theory, but I think that some of these stories, like like many shows that have twenty four episode seasons, it's just going on too long. Oh my god. What about you? I guess in the time of this quarantine, binge watching T V shows is something that we're all doing. Yeah, all the time. But we we don't like to, like to binge. But as a family, we did we did cave after uh, an unreal amount of feedback last week unreal. to people telling us to watch the Tiger King. I know. 
or Tiger King. Drop the the. Drop the the. It's very like spoiler alert. Gilmore, Gilmore girls. girls. Like the the year in the life. Like drop the the. Oh my god, wait, I'm mm-hmm. gonna sob. On the top of Gilmore Girls, the show that I have been binge watching is mm-hmm. the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which right. I can get into later. Which I watched After the wellness all throughout track. the winter. Yes, which also like random. I'm like, it's like 2018, like just starting Miss Maisel. Um, I know, but it's so good. I think it's one of my favorite TV shows ever. And it was one of those things where I knew I was going to love it. And every time I bravely announced to the crowd that I had not seen it before, everyone's like, oh my God, you're going to love oh, it. Oh my God, God. you're going to love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And when people tell me that, I'm like, okay, okay, I know. And for some reason, it was just one of those things I couldn't, I just didn't start. And even when mm-hmm. you watched it, I didn't watch it. It's unbelievable. It is. So it would that is. be your show that you binge? That's what I'm binge watching. Okay. You know, and as a huge Gomer Girls fan, I think that show already presented itself in some ways as women of a bygone era, which I know sounds a bit strange to say, and I haven't like read think pieces about Gilmore Girls, but like Lorelai, Rory, they talked like they were from like not the 1950s and 60s. Old-timey. They'd be like, oh, a gentleman caller is coming my way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like Emily Gilmore was a woman of a different era. Like For sure. It, well, no, you're right. They would always watch old movies, like when they'd have their movie nights, like black and white things. They quote everything. Every other line in that show is a quote. They knew so many movie references. I wonder how, um, how many hours Lorelai and Rory spent doing their own version of binge watching in the early 90s and early 2000s. Something to, something to think about. <laughs> I know, but Maisel is incredible. Rachel Brosnahan is is so dynamic, so charismatic. Mm-hmm. She's really funny. Even if I don't always think the stand-up jokes she's doing are funny. And of course, this is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Definitely recommend watching it. Um, she's She won an Emmy it's for the eight role. Eight or nine episodes The first season. person to usurp Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Best Leading Actress in a Comedy at the Emmys. Right. I think she won two Golden Globes yep. for Maisel. She did. Um, and it's one of those shows where I always think this is so interesting when a majority of the cast has been nominated or won an Emmy. Um... I think I'm trying to think. Rachel won the Emmy. Mm-hmm. Season Alex Borstein, who plays her her manager, her, who yeah. listeners of drama and of all content would know, is she voices Lois on Family Guy. Yes, and she was the younger Meyer, the younger Meyer in the Lizzie McGuire <laughs> Lizzie movie. McGuire movie. Mm-hmm. Incredible, but I think that. Like, obviously, like most TV shows that take off after the first season, like second season tends to have some bloat, but the Catskills sequence of episodes, just unbelievable. Um, I will say the show is following, I I finished the whole series and like no spoilers, but like Gilmore Girls, for some reason they have trouble letting go of problem characters and they really try to reach, they make their characters retread old steps. I can't tell if it's because the creators really like the characters or fans love these characters, but they keep having Maisel specifically. Well, it's no spoiler. She's like, no spoiler. She let her and her husband separate in the first episode of the show. The first episode, but they keep trying to put them back together, even if it's just them hooking up and then they like, this is a spoiler. They have like they get married again after right after getting divorced in like a drunken night. Well, she in has Vegas. to stay, Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> she does. I literally, when that scene happened, I thought they're just trying to make sure the title is relevant. I know. Unlike Jane the Virgin, which its title was irrelevant towards the end. It was, but what they would do on the title card was cross off Virgin every week and write in something different for like oh. what the episode was to to be. Like Jane okay. the. Well, that's clever. Cry baby. I don't know. She cried every episode. Jane Rodriguez. That's a whole other episode. Drama. We'll move on. We'll move on. Anyway, last thing I'll say about Maisel is I love it. I think it's amazing. Everyone needs to check it out. I love when TV shows ha- constantly have guest actors winning Emmys. Mm-hmm. And Jane Lynch, who I think is problematic now. I think she, she's, she's done I forget. Said some things. Yeah, she said something. But she won an Emmy for guest starring. And so did the actor Luke Kirby. 
I think that's his name, who mm-hmm. plays Lenny Bruce. Yes, he's fantastic. And so hot. Oh my God. And their chemistry, his chemistry with Mrs. Maisel is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I did not love season three of the show. I still I still loved it. I didn't love it as much as the others. Um, that episode where they have this like mysterious, endless night in Miami where mm-hmm. they go to like this, this like after show that he's like performing in and he brings her in and they're improving and then they're like dreamily staring at each other while like at this cabana club and they're drinking and it's arty artsy and like oh my god it's so romantic and you're like well they won't they they start dancing and then they go for this wonderful walk along the beach and there's i won't spoil how the episode ends but utter brilliance and it's just uh, the beauty of that show it's why it keeps winning it keeps winning there are just these just dynamite sequences mm-hmm. and moments the season one finale of the show itself should win every award in oh, the book yeah. like i was like shaking and cry- like it was it's just so incredible good. it's so good that's why you want to keep going and that's why binging is so i mean it's kind of a good thing in these times i you don't have to wait but i watched a whole series in the last week and a half I helps know. and help okay wait okay back to our wellness check yeah. <laughs> okay there's only a couple more questions have you thirst followed any insta or twitter gays or tiktok gays I'm just getting into TikTok. <gasps> and so I'll, we, we'll get sent them by our friends and everything. I but I, I can't get into TikTok in the way that I got into Vine, where I would watch the same Vines over and over again. <gasps> Whereas with TikTok, I feel like I'll watch one and I'll just let it be. Yeah. But who knows? It's only week three of this quarantine. So mm-hmm. next week I could be saying something completely different. Agree. So I don't know. What about you? But Twitter gays, yes. Twitter gays, yeah, always. And especially like the comedians in this time who I know. they're so funny and they're it's just something that you want. It's something that I definitely want. We talked about this a little bit last week, how we want to bring some levity in these times. Being able to scroll through social media and see the comedy of people parodying things that are happening because of the quarantine is great. Yes, because because of the quarantine, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like Mary Beth Barone is someone I think that oh everyone should be following. So funny. I hate when people make jokes about the virus yeah but i think quarantine jokes are funny yes exactly um yeah of course i am a thirst following twitter and insta gaze and but you just went on a on a, on a great uh great cleaning unfollow. cleaning of your account uh, taylor swift i think i'm finally clean 1989 vibes <laughs> like 100 yes there's this like twitter bottom that i recently became obsessed with carson is his name carson something if you're listening he's not um he's super hot but anyway okay next question <laughs> So you're unwell in regards to Unwell, the t- <laughs> always. Always. What is the, cra- this is the craziest check-in. It's crazy check-in, it's but fun. I think it's necessary. It's fun. Thank you. Have you, this is the next, the next inquiry, been a bitch to your closest friends this quarter? Yes. And I think the, the funniest thing is us and three of our close friends, best friends, Isaac, Poot, and Isaiah, we do a Sunday night happy hour, which we mentioned last week. We've done three of them now, and we are all just goofing around and laughing the whole time. And I think like doing these calls and, and Zooms and house parties and FaceTimes is what is truly anchoring me to the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing mm-hmm. like, I, I've learned anything in this whole time period. It's been that like relationships are truly everything. And I can't live a life alone or isolated or you know being with family thank goodness we're here but otherwise like i crave that connection and my friends opinions on tv shows and things i mean like we we will have these long facetimes with friends where of course we'll catch up at first but then we'll just be talking about everything under the sun and so it's just so much fun i know that's very like chris mccandless into the wild vibes like happiness only real when shared whoa i'm sobbing i love, oh, I love the wild. that oh my god even though he was a loon oh 
Can I say that? I think (laughs) (laughs) for years I like idolized Chris McCandless from Into the Wild. Uh If anyone's seen it or read it, it's about a guy who had like literally the most white privilege in the world and like had everything he could have ever wanted. And instead of graduate after graduating from college, instead of pursuing a career, he drove his car west across the country, burned his car and all of his money inside of it and became like a rubber tramp which essentially means you're like oh, a hitchhiker and you live on the that's road that's like a vocab word it, yeah <laughs> rubber tramp matched ABCD you're a rubber tramp um oh <laughs> okay it's great it's a good story but sad so, so sad yeah and, it, and the story it doesn't I mean it ends in tragedy he ends up dying because of these choices he makes and mm. accidentally ingesting like a poisonous berry that's that was a twist mm-hmm. Are we, don't we really not know we're not 100% an sure conspiracy because he was freezing to death in Alaska it's, 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 it's honestly crazy so sad I know but he scro- <laughs> scribbled in like some one of his notes happiness only real when yes, shared Again, exactly I'm sobbing it's okay. beautiful oh, it's, it's so good just, it's, it's he, there's some nuggets in there Interesting to think about it in a lens of white privilege, which I don't think was a word I'd heard until college. So, like, I think we need to, like, revisit this later. Because mm-hmm. we read that in high school. Yeah. Okay. Last question of the wellness check. Yes. Are you, all things considered, well? It's, it's been more of a struggle of a week this week than last. Okay. I will. I think that when I came onto the podcast last week, I was like, you know what? All things considered, I am doing okay and everything's great. But I'm starting to feel the wear and tear of what this, what's happening in the world. And I miss my friends so much. I miss New York so much. I know. It's. I, I don't think I'm well. Like, is like, yes, I'm great. But I, I think that like, you know, in these circumstances, I'm I'm fine. I, I miss Hunter and I miss my friends and everything. So. What about you? I'm well. I'm well. I think I haven't buzzed my head, bleached my hair, or started baking banana bread on Instagram yet. Like all the other gays are doing. You're hilarious. It's tr- it's everything. <laughs> That's all they're doing. So I think I'm pretty well. Uh, I mean, I'm anxious, anxious, anxious all day and night. Like, who am I kidding? But you know, I'll, this I'm going to take this opportunity to say. And I was telling this to our friend Nikki on the phone the other day. Since getting laid off, and since this whole quarantine has begun. My anxiety has shriveled. Interesting. And it's something, you know, I don't think I talk about it on the podcast, but I struggle with terrible anxiety. And I have since forever, Mm -hmm. but like started taking things seriously in like 2018. And things have been really different in all these times. I don't know if it's because I feel like I'm not alone and the whole world is, is sort of grieving through this process together. I don't know if it's that I don't have to like worry about balancing work and life and podcasting and hmm. everything, but it's certainly like really gone away. And I'm curious to know if anyone else has experienced that too. I know. Maybe it's knowing, like I don't see this time of like free time as like, okay, I have all this, I have this whole next month or however much more. What am I going to do to maximize it? I think I just see it as I'm going to take it one day at a time. And if I want to do a craft one day or if I want to, you know, do an at-home workout or watch a movie, I can just do that. I love that. Are you well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, you already said that. I said. You said that already. You weren't listening to me. I was listening. I was. I was <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Aside from, like, crippling money issues. Well, like, always. Who isn't, though? That's yeah. the thing. Like, everyone is struggling with finances. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of finances, yeah, this is like something I heard today. Incredible. I'm like, this is a financial update. Lady Gaga raised $35 million. I saw that and I saw the video of her in her blazer. Ah! She looked iconic and snatched and professional literally, fish. Literally you getting ready to record a <laughs> podcast episode. 
Like that's literally you. Yeah. Well, I have to like feel like I'm like clean cut and together uh-huh. and ready. I know. She's incredible. $35 million. I know. And it's, I looked into it because I was like, amazing. It's going towards protective equipment for healthcare workers. Oh, that's great. I think. I'm, I could be misspeaking. Who knows? That's what um, we need. She's incredible. And I, of course, everyone's like, Gaga's doing this while everyone else is singing the Imagine video. And so Twitter. that I disagree with. And I'm like, listen, they're probably, so I think celebrities, maybe this is me being optimistic. I think they donate more money to things than we than we know of. Well, it, what's interesting, how do, do we, like, because Gaga, of course, is doing this whole thing on Twitter and pushing out these videos. Yes, and it's going to be a concert. Right. And it's going to have a well, concert slash event with like David Beckham mm-hmm. and um, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. And You're so funny. Um, other famous right. people. Alanis Morissette. That's oh, our little Broadway tie-in for yeah, the theater fans. But listening. my question is, so say like some big Apple CEO donates a million dollars. Which I think Tim. How does. do we all know that? Does he, does his, do his representatives send out a press release that say Tim Cook donates this money? You know what I mean? Or does the company <laughs> say we've received a generous donation today from so-and-so? I'm shook. How do we know this? It's got to be. Does, is, is this all on Venmo? Is it like you can check to see what people are paying each other? Probably. That's what's what weird What kind of me. comments does Gaga leave on her friend's Venmos? Oh, it's 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 all emojis. It's, cracked. it's all emoji comments. <laughs> we have the album cover for Chromatica. Oh, so good. <gasps> I'm ready. We have I to have wait a, a little longer. That. What do you mean? Well, ever, she delayed it because obviously there was no time for a marketing campaign. It look she's doing she's using her time now for this amazing yeah. event. But um, you know, it was actually shown that streaming music has actually gone up, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh, music streaming is going to go down." It went up. I think that. Now that she released the cover and everything, are they like sort of doing their own little marketing campaign now? I think they are, and it, it's stupid love reentered the charts. It did. Mm-hmm. So I it's, lo- I'm still not like, over stupid or like love. Or like went like up in the charts. I don't know if it was ever left, but yeah, so I, I, th- I certainly think that it's it's seizing this opportunity. I actually read that like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all these other companies, they are literally looking back at all of the movies and projects that had been completed, but no one wanted to buy. Oh. And they are just buying them up so they can release them to have more content to give out. Because, you know, everyone wants to have the next Tiger King or the next series that everyone's tweeting about and talking mm-hmm. about. And so, like, even, like, movies, like, indie films and things that weren't purchased after festivals or that weren't widely distributed are now suddenly being grasped upon. So we might get, like, that Timothy Chalamet movie that you said is lost forever. Oh, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet and... Um, Selena Gomez, Woody Woody Allen movie, Rain, A Rainy Day in New York. Sorry, your microphone malfunctioned for a second. Oh, I didn't hear who you said. Woody but anyways, Allen. yeah, so that's something, that's something too. Like everyone is just scrambling to create and consume content as best they can. Interesting. Well, and even like TV shows that were spo- that are technically finished filming but haven't been like edited and, you know, fit post-production mm-hmm. done, they're not even able to air their season finales. Like Walking Dead couldn't air their season finale even though the episode had finished filming like last year. Right. Um, because they can't get in there to finish editing it and everything, which I think is a fascinating time. So, are yeah. they going to release one episode like in July, maybe, or, something? or maybe they'll launch it with the premiere of the next season? I don't know. So crazy! And Grey's Anatomy—they like aren't even finishing their season. 
Yeah, we haven't had incomplete seasons of shows since the writer's strike in like 2007, oh, 2008, right. which like butchered every major series out at the time. Every show, every series that was out had either a shortened season or was flat out canceled because they just wasn't able yeah. to finish getting its feet on the ground. Like Ugly Betty had a shortened season. Friday Night Lights, Friday season Night two. Light. That's why it's so lost. And then some seasons season came four. back and they added a bunch of episodes. Like it was, it's crazy. Oh, right. You're right. That did happen. Oh yeah, Lost. That was that really lost. short season with the boat. Trub. No, the boat was three, right? I don't even know Wait, anymore. I forget. I, I, no, no. Th- two season, was the hatch. Season three finale was not Penny's boat. Yes. Charlie. So four was the boat. Four was when the people from the, like, um, the others, Dharma. The, I think like there was like a Dharma crash, and there was like a few new people that came in. Oh my god! I forget their names. Isn't that crazy? Lost was one of the first shows we ever binged. Yeah, because we would get Netflix DVDs sent to our house, and we could only watch like four or five episodes oh, right. per disc or something. And then you'd have to send uh. the discs back and wait for more. It sounds so archaic, but this was truly ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, I loved that show. So that that might be worth a rewatch. I remember sobbing at the series finale, mm-hmm. and now everyone's like, "Worst series finale list ever." And I'm like, "It meant a lot to me." <laughs> <laughs> we were in high school, you know. We we value things differently, and I, I think we also have much more critical eyes now. Now that we read things and study art and theater and I know literature, literature, literature. Wait, okay. So playbill. Did you read this or see this? I don't even know what you're going to say. This is like low key. I was like, we didn't even talk about this today. They announced this today. Playbill is starting a new series. Okay. It's called like Playbill Playback or something. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. And for like $6.99, you can rent. It's, they're going to launch with Bandstand, the, the Rowie Musical Bandstand, which yeah. won a Tony for choreography. choreography. Yeah. Um, and that's the first one you're going to do. And like when the when it launches on April 18th, I think, uh, you can rent it for like three days or whatever and still watch it for six ninety nine. I think a portion of it's going towards Actors Fund. Good. If I'm remembering. But the cast is going to like live tweet it when it that's happens. That's so fun. That's like my little theater update for the episode. No, that's great. I think the bandstand's great because that movie was like, it did really well in theatrical release. They would they did it on <gasps> oh. Veterans Day and Father's Day and all these different time periods. Um, I, I'm assuming that we'll probably also see Allegiance again, which also had a theatrical release. Oh, right. Which we both saw separately, yeah. but... I okay. thought that was a fantastic viewing experience. I don't know how much how I felt about it as like a show, mm-hmm. but I think it was a really important story that needed to be told. And I think Bandstand kind of falls in the same boat. Yeah. I wonder what Wait, else they've filmed and distributed. I was just going to ask you that. What else would you want to see them play Bill do? Because I'm assuming this is like a quarantine special. Like I doubt they're going to do this yeah. going forward, but a great way to make money. If- well, I wonder if PBS is going to be releasing the different... I know that they've, they're doing like the different Shakespeare in the parks and things like that, but I know that they had filmed Light in the Piazza, they filmed South <gasps> Pacific, um, different shows like that could possibly be aired. I wouldn't be surprised if they re-aired more of the live musicals. Like I know that they're showing Jesus Christ Superstar again on Easter. Uh, Sarah Bareilles, yeah, her vocals that was a great one. Her snatch, yeah, and former former guest Heath Saunders was also a part of yes. that. Yes, mm-hmm. I forget. Did we talk about that with him? On I think this we talked about it with him after we were already done recording. Okay, y'all, there's so many things that we talk about <laughs> with the guests before and after we actually press record that, that I, know. I almost wish that we could just like keep going, but keep going, keep going. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I think that's great. I think Playbill Playback. That's a clever name. Everyone's do. Everyone's jumping on this. Like, what can we stream? Everyone's type been doing email scenario. Every, yeah. Every, <laughs> and so I think that that's great. I, I'm excited to watch. What would I want to see that I know was filmed? 
Hmm. Well, I know they filmed the UK Kinky Boots. <gasps> what about There's Something About Jamie? I'd love to see that. That was UK. And that was also in theatrical release as well. Oh, right. I wow, think they I like played it in else. like Jersey or something. And I was like, yeah, we we're like, should we take the trip? I'm not going to go. <laughs> I want to see that. Definitely whatever has been announced on that site already, you should check, everyone should check it out and maybe we can all watch and live tweet we'll, together. We'll probably watch it. We right? enjoyed Bandstand. We saw it at Paper Mill when it was the, the Bandstand. Bandstand. Another drop the the. Oh! <laughs> and then it just was Bandstand by the time I came to Broadway. And we enjoyed, we had a great time seeing it. Yeah. And I, I think it'll be fun to see. I heard that the filming, like the actual like cinematography that they achieved really captures the choreography in full and it really zeroes in on certain aspects of the of the musical itself that you might that might get lost when just focusing on Laura Osnes singing at center stage. Singing so, Welcome Home. Singing Welcome Home. A bop. Yeah, we love, oh, I love <laughs> Laura Osnes so much. I know, she's got such a great voice. And Corey Cott. You know, Corey is also quarantined here in Ohio where his family's from and I was, I was like, hey, we should, we should meet up in six feet apart do a recording we should <laughs> maybe once things start to calm down we can yeah try and see what maybe we could do Corey and casey wait i want to do that yeah that'd be fun i would love should they be our first duo we have on drum yeah well yeah we we definitely have talked a about duo that. show we'll need to get a fourth microphone <laughs> we always joke <laughs> <laughs> we do have that fourth oh yeah that's like technically the one that malfunctioned during an episode oh <laughs> <laughs> which one an no. easter egg there for everyone um you know, other than like streaming theater and everything, there's also like this really cool digital drag fest that's going on for any drag fans out there. If you go on stageit.com, you can see that these different drag queens and other like drag adjacent performers like Todrick Hall and singers are doing these like 30 minute shows. It's $10 per television. So if you're, if you're quarantined with other friends or something like that, you can all watch it. I know that Nina West is doing like story times on there for families. You know what? We need to watch something that Jan is going to do. Go and, big, go home. And they're doing like <laughs> snatch game. Oh yeah, we Okay, but that was misleading. Okay, wait, is that the same night as Bandstand? No, it's it's the next night. However, they advertised it as they were doing this a full like digital snatch game. Okay. Yeah, it was like Trinity. However, Nina. it's all of them reprising their snatch game characters on separate shows. It's not like you're paying for like a Zoom call or something like that where they're all like Someone correct me if I'm wrong, so just but I just looked bits? it up. It's like you can see, you know, a bag of chips as Margaret Thatcher for 30 minutes. And they're going to be like probably on live responding to what people are saying to them. Probably. Fascinating. I know. It's not, I felt a little misled. I feel misled mm -hmm. right now because we were like making a night of it. But if there's any of those that you choose to watch, watch former guest Alexis Michelle do Liza Minnelli. She's doing 30 minutes and I guarantee you she'll be singing. Oh so yeah. So that's something you got to watch. For our theater listeners. Yeah. And she's, she's fantastic at her Liza. Oh my god, she is great. Mm -hmm. And the snatch game happened on Drag Race this week. It Are we did. a Drag Race recap podcast sometimes? Why? Why the heck not? I know. Honestly, so the only thing that I really want to mention about Drag Race this week is there is this controversy that here we are once again talking about the queen that should not be named who was disqualified from the show and it seems like the producers can't really get a grip about what they're going to do as far as showing her or not so yes. sometimes they won't they won't show her confessionals at all which is great but they showed all of her snatch game performance as Katherine Hepburn and then she was in the top queens of the week mm -hmm. but they didn't show her runway it was so weird and we our friend Isaiah, yeah. who is a Reddit queen, oh. <laughs> said that he read online that because the runway was sponsored by Frozen the Musical, Broadway, Frozen Rot and Broadway, that they did not want her walking and representing the Frozen brand. Wig! Which, if, if there's any explanation for why they've shown sh 
Ms. Pie's runways up until this point and then didn't this week, that tracks the most for me. Um, I'm gagged. I know, because that makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't think she was that funny as Catherine Hepburn. No. GG good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Brilliant. I never heard of that robot character. Sophia the robot. Sophia the robot. But she was, but didn't, isn't it actually a different name? But like they changed it to Sophia. They called her Maria on the show, but it's Sophia in real life. She was hysterical. She was great. It's all about Gigi for me. At this point, it seems like it's kind of like a race between Gigi and the other queen who's disqualified already. Well, because you were saying they have the same number of wins. Same number of wins so far, but we already know one of them is disqualified. But I do think that, that makes it less fun to watch because I it does. hate when there's just like a front runner that's like cleaning up the competition because even if somebody else wins in the finale, I'm always like, okay, well, this queen won, but it probably should have been GG, you know? Well, you know, you like know what? At least we'll get some fierce competition of someone who might step it up. Like I have a feeling oh. that Jan might midway through the season step it up or Widow might step it up and, I hope, and plow the way I hope through. the judges like them more as it goes. I know. Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see because as this as we're going forward, I love every queen that's left. I love everyone. And you know who I'm starting Except to love more and more and more every week? Hmm. Heidi. Love. Cute as hell. I know. And so like pure and fun and iconic too. So fun. I know. We talked about how she's sort of narrating a lot of it this season. She's amazing. She it was oh, I love her. Yeah, it's a it's a good season. It's a good season. So Connor, what would you say, like looking back at this last week since we 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 talked and tuned in was like a highlight of the last week? Ooh, drama. We had this incredible reunion Zoom call. Yes. With um Team Red Polo, aka the orientation staff right. that we worked with at Ohio State, where we went to college. Have we ever revealed that? On the I podcast? think we've talked to some people, some guests about it. It's you know, some people did say they wanted to learn more about okay, us. Okay, wait, that is so funny. So, so yeah, we we live in Ohio and grew up in Cleveland, but went to college in Columbus, Ohio, which we consider to be like a second home. Yeah, well, we li- we live in New York now, obviously, but grew mm-hmm. up in Ohio. So Cleveland, yeah. Columbus, and New York. And we went to the, the world. We went to the Ohio State University, which is mostly a joke more than anything else. But we have immense school spirit. I know you're wearing an Ohio State shirt right I now. Am. Yeah, which you'll all see in the Polaroid. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we reunited a group of st- of people who went to OSU. There was 24 of us one summer who were what's called orientation leaders, which every college has an orientation program, but every university does it differently about how they welcome the new students. And we basically spent three and a half months together in the summer of 2014 living in these this dorm tower. Each of us were on a different floor or some of us were doubled up. And we'd spent every single day together, twenty four hours a day, six days a week, usually. We usually took at least one day <laughs> to just like relax. Uh-huh. We did workout classes that whole summer. We all ate every meal together and we went to each other's off campus houses and apartments and saw movies and everything. I love those people with my whole heart. Oh my God. I would I would do anything for any of them still. Mm-hmm. And of the 24 of us, 18 of the staff yeah. got together for this call. That's crazy. We've never even been able to get that many people to reunite beyond that summer Literally. for individual events, except for maybe one event convocation. Okay, that's Which right. was like shortly Aww. after the summer ended. I know. It was like such a fun summer. And I, I truly feel like it gave me tools and confidence that I've carried with me for the rest of my life. How oh, to work with yes. groups, how to work with others, how to lead a group. How to just have self-assurance. It gave me so many, uh, you know, just crayons in my, in my, in my Crayola box that I knew that I could color with in any situation and be like, okay, I'm in a group interview right Mm -hmm. now. 
you know, I know how to work a crowd. Right. I know how to do this. I know I, I have more confidence in myself. I have more self-belief. It was the best. I loved it and so much. And every single individual who was on that team impacted us in some way. And I speak for Connor and I when, when I say that it was truly the best summer of our lives. Best summer ever. With the, the songs that were our soundtrack to that summer, anytime they come on, I just, I get I get kind of emotional and think I about know. it. Like, like be okay. And, <sighs> Can't um, complain about much these days. Mm-hmm. Oh. My heart. And the um, No Place I'd Rather Be, that Jess Glynn song was popular that summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2014. What a time. What a time. Things were so different in 2014. I know. Well, we were talking about it with the staff. They made us make vines yeah. for the first year students to watch. And we were saying if we made it this summer, which I think the orientation is online this summer. Probably. But they might still do this. <laughs> making TikToks for the uh, first year students. Connor, not only did we make vines for them, <laughs> they were vine haikus. Wait, you're right. Which is deranged. Wait, why? Whoever's idea that was, was just trying to torture us. But we had so much fun. They need to be fired. They probably were at this point. (laughs) I mean, who knows? I'm just kidding. We love Ohio State. We love the Buckeye community. And getting those people together meant the absolute world to me. It felt like nothing had changed, but Mm -hmm. we had all grown so much. Yeah, I mean, it's been six years since that summer. Six years. Oh, my God. It felt like summer camp. It did. But, like, we had cars. Yeah. Oh, I love, 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 love. And, like, what was cool about Ohio State during the summertime was some people, everyone kind of spread out and went back to their hometowns because, I mean, Ohio State, it's tons of students from out of state. And and there is still summer classes going on. So some people stayed for classes, some them, stayed to work. I took summer classes, I think, three summers. Was every summer that you weren't an orientation leader, you took classes? Yeah. Seriously? Okay, so only two summers. Yeah. Okay. Because I changed my major a hundred thousand times. I guess we are giving listeners an inside scoop yeah. on who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Which we always said we'd say for a Patreon episode. We will. We don't have to go into depth anymore. Tea. I just right. dropped the P word. Yeah, we've got we've got we're trying to find ways to keep everyone entertained. Oh, and I should say, everyone should stay very, very tuned to our social media accounts. If you're not following them, please do. Because we yeah, have if you're listening to drama but don't follow us, <laughs> girl, what do you if you're not following us on Instagram, you're only getting half the story. Tea. We are doing something called Quarantine, where we've enlisted the help of former guests who have happily obliged to do this, where the first one launched on Monday with Al Silber. Queen. And also, let, let, let it just be known that we texted her, and within 10 minutes, she'd sent back her video. With a snatched filter. So, oh, my God. She's a mover and a shaker. Literally queen. I know. So And so it's just basically these former guests checking in and talking about how they're keeping busy during the quarantine, and... We have some really fun ones coming up. We can't tease too much. Um, I'm losing it. I know. I feel like we've been chatting for for a, a while now. So we maybe we could leave things without dose of drama. Oh, I did, <laughs> per usual. Per usual. I'm like, <laughs> wait, do I have one? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a like true drama this week to share, but I do have a quarantine crush. Okay, that's, that that's fair. That, that, that falls under the category of drama. Sure. Because, you know, we've had so many different things mentioned at the end of our episodes by guests because some guests want to be a little shady. Some don't want to be at all. We normally aren't. We're normally just plugging some form of media or <laughs> talking about something that's going on in well, our lives. Because I have expressed things about my personal life before. I think I mentioned this in last week's episode and mm-hmm. I've gotten like in trouble or like feedback from people being like, you didn't tell me this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So much happens in the life of a New York woman. <laughs> And also my life, <laughs> a New York minute. 
Do you um, think you have there? You, you said you're talking about this crush. That you yes. Have. Which this is like not a new crush, but I just feel like the need to to plug Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. Oh, this isn't a new crush. This at is all. not a new crush. My friend Allison Sarley, who two weeks in a row gets a huge shout out on Drum, <laughs> but um, introduced us to him over in December when they when she visited. And okay, Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. Not only is he super hot and doesn't really show himself that much. He's not like thirst trapping all the time. Um, He's like meme trapping. Meme trapping. His his stories are incredible. And they have recurring gags and jokes. He has made a COVID-19 playlist that I think is over like 14 hours now of songs that are like themed for like living in the time of coronavirus. Why the heck not? Um, he is so funny. He is a Bravo super fan. Okay, so I do have drama. Remind me that I have drama. Okay. Um, Bravo super fan. And he has his own podcast. And he is just like truly brilliant. He... Go on his Instagram page, and he has two story highlights that you have to check out. The first one is the cowboy. The story about oh my him God. being in his hometown. It's the greatest this, thing ever. This mysterious, magical, endless night with this cowboy type figure. Yeah. Yes, that's that he, all. That's all you need to. Say. That's all you need to say. I need to say. Um, watch that one. We were rolling in stitches, laughing. And the other one is this pool brawl oh that occurred God. at Cherry Grove in Fire Island. You. Are going to be obsessed. It makes me long for summer. It makes me long for summer. It is like <laughs> cinematic genius. It's one of those things where you're like, this. There's no way this is real. Like it has to be staged. <laughs> but it's stranger than fiction. What happens throughout this thing? And and he's able to zero in on specific people in the background or moments. Zeroes in. He's genius. He is just his his perspective and his folder of photos and videos on his phone are both equally. He must just, have endless storage. He's the king. Oh, I'm obsessed with him. So, follow Pet Shop Boy. My dose of drama spins okay. out of that. Okay. And, you know, I always say I would never change for a man. But I think I'm going to start watching a Housewives show. Oh. It's time. It's dark. I'm already a Vanderpump Rules The Temptation is, This has been knocking on our doors for years. Should knock, we start knock, it together? Knocking on my door. And I need listeners of drama to help contribute. Should we watch together? Should I DM Pet Shop Boy and ask? Ask which one to begin with. Yeah. I'm between two. Okay. That I think I want to watch. And if you have a different thought, please tell me, listeners. Real Housewives of New York. Okay. Which I think would be, we live there and it's great. And I've heard that mm-hmm. there's some iconic queens on that. Or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. See, but I've heard the best one is of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta? I know, I know. Because that's Nene Lee. The, the reason I was thinking about New York is because we live there. And the reason I was thinking of Beverly Hills is because we already watched Vanderpump Rules. Right. And there's that Lisa Vanderpump tie in. And like, I think they cross over like very little, but it's our like a I'm universe. I'm sure it'd be a treat to like, but look I know, back I heard Atlanta's see. amazing. All right. Well, we'll see in a week if you've begun. So my drama is that I know if I start one, I'm going to start them all. And they are 10 plus seasons, 24 episodes a season shows. Help! I, it's one. It's another one of those things that I know I will love. Right. When I watch, right. but you got to think about it. That you do have a lot of free time now. Definitely. So if you feel like that's the way that you want to spend your time, then great. Mm, it's like either that or like follow more hot guys on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. The jury's out. That's my drama. I love that because it could be hundreds of hours worth of life. I'm going to tell you my suggestion is no, unless you feel truly compelled. Wig, because once I finished all of my different series, I haven't started anything new, and it's really fun, like to be able to pursue other things. Like I'm reading Amy Poehler's book right now. I'm able to watch like little snippets of true crime things. So that's certainly been something that I've been able to occupy my time with. Okay, 
that's it. That was like my, my long-winded dose of drama. Mm-hmm. My, my long-winded dose of drama. We always like hate when people like do that kind of. I hate when they put on like a strange British I accent know. to like hide like an insecurity. I know. <laughs> I hate that when they use fake accents. But I, I have said that I'm very British in quarantine. I, I'm it, not really anymore. No, that was like a week one and two thing. Yeah. All right. So my drama is definitely a quote that our friend Lacey said last night when we were FaceTiming her. I'm ready. Is she said she that read? Joe Exotic is kind of holding the nation together right now in a way. <laughs> she said it's I'm deadpan, shaking. straight-faced. And you know what? After a momentary contemplation, I have to agree. <laughs> it is the most deranged, beyond iconic series that I do think is necessary viewing. It's like back when American Idol was appointment viewing for the nation. 100 Joe, This Tiger King is necessary viewing. And it is. It, if we had a water cooler right now, everyone would be gathered around talking about it. I know. Is Twitter our water cooler? I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. But there's different water coolers. I'm so, gagged. Because so that is my drama. Last week we were like, I don't think I wanna. I'm scared. And I'm still scared. And I'm not finished with the show yet, but I hope we can watch more tonight. It's insane. It's it's beyond murder, music, drugs, gay, gay, <laughs> polygamy. Polygamy. I don't know if they're gonna get into the meth stuff, but it is just crazy. Yeah, it's Joe Exotic is bringing the nation together. He's holding the nation together in, in a way. way. <laughs> in a way. Well, I guess that's that's all I have for right now. I, I feel this has been a lot of fun, though. I know. Drama listeners, tell me what I should do about Housewives. Yeah, Connor's in a true in a true dilemma right now. Send us your recommendations. Tell us who you would love to hear from on Quarantine. Yeah, of, of the former guests. Who would you want to hear like in a reprisal or come back? Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll just see you next time, Connor. <gasps> Drama! Drama.